Thanks, Stephen. Morning, everybody. Just before we start, not record yet, um, great to see you all. Uh, hope you're well. Uncle Len, retired, enjoying it. Congratulations. Uh, we've got, um, we're going to break bread at the end of the, um, towards the end of the service this morning. So if you need to prepare your hearts for that, um, please do. We've even got some gluten-free bread for those of you that uh, enjoy that or need that, um, if that helps. So that's where we're heading this morning. And uh, I think uh, we're just about ready to begin. So yeah, let's go. Uh, if we're recording, that'd be brilliant. Good morning again, everybody. Welcome to Name the Day. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth and separated the light from the darkness, and the first day was created. Days are important. Day, days have been established by God to help us manage our lives and make sense of time. Name the day. Name the day like in The Godfather. You know the film The Godfather? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Name the day like we do every year. Christmas Day, remember Jesus born. Easter Day, remember Jesus resurrected. Birthday, whatever it means to you. You name the day and it becomes a special day. We make the most of those days that are special. And what I want to do, encourage you today, is name the day. If we want an army to rise up, you need to know that you are the army rising up. The army needs fed every single day to keep fighting the battles. And we're going to get fed this morning. We name the day when we decide to commit to the one person we're going to live with for the rest of our lives. We name the big day, and it's a special day. We spoke a couple of weeks ago about naming the year. You can see the theme. And Jesus spoke about the year of the Lord's favor. And Paul picks up that theme in 2 Corinthians 6. He says, I tell you, now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. So just as every year since Jesus named it was the year of God's favor, every day till Jesus comes back is the day of salvation. Isn't that fantastic? The opportunity is there. The door is open. And I want to encourage you today to think about where we're going with God's promises, where you're going with God's promises, how you're rising up in hope and in faith and in confidence. This is another, uh, I hope, helpful um, technique to take hold of God's promises, this theme of God's promises and of faith that uh, Jimmy continued last week uh, is so important to release us to be this army that God is rising up across the nations. So name the day. And uh, next slide, please, Peter. Uh, the, the, God's great promises. Lindsay did a brilliant job last week uh, offering us all 50 promises or a choice of 50 promises. And many of you, how many of you came forward and picked up a promise at the beginning of the service last week, right at the beginning? I'm sure there was more than that. I've heard great things. Come on, stick your hand up if you came forward. Yeah. Thank you. Brilliant. How many of you um, were encouraged by that promise? How many of you felt it was specific for you? And it was, it's amazing, isn't it? A simple act of faith. And your act of faith to come forward and take it, to believe it. 
is tremendous. But I love Stephen. Come on, Stephen. Tell us quickly what your promise was. Come here. Come here. This is Stephen Heather, young man of God. It was blank, so that means that I can choose whatever I want. <laughs> he got the top of the paper, nothing on it. So you come up, what's the promise? But your response, just tell us again. So when you got the promise, oh, there's none. What's the promise? What was your response? It was, that it was either already been granted or it's whatever I want. Isn't that good? You could have gone flipping egg. <laughs> Lindsay, you could have got all the paper right. Or you could respond by faith and say, everything is possible. Anything is possible. Great response, Stephen. That's uh, fantastic. And how we respond to promises and what God's promises are are important for us to understand. And see there, 2 Corinthians 6, Paul again speaking about the great promises that God has given us as a covenant God. I will live with them and walk among you. And, and this is our, our promise that we inherit through Jesus Christ, that God will walk with us and he will be our God and we will be his people. He says, he commands us to come out and be separate and he will receive us. He will be a father to us and we will be his sons and daughters. What great promises that we inherit. But they can be specific as well, not just those great promises in which we live and walk and believe. And there's multitudes of promises in Scripture, in the Word of God, that we can take hold of every day and understand. And um, we need to know what they are. And we need to know, next slide, please, please uh, Peter, how to respond like Stephen did. What's your response to the Word of God, to the promise that you receive? And following straight, straight on from 2 Corinthians 6, Paul explains, and his response and his encouragement to, the, to, 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 to us is, therefore, since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit, perfecting holiness out of reverence for God. Oh, wow. Oh, the promises are fun in some ways. They're nice. They're good. But our response is deeply important, deeply significant, and deeply spiritual. And we need help to respond appropriately, don't we? This, this sounds actually, oh, quite hard. It's not just like opening a Christmas present and playing with it. This is more like that theme of being an army. This is, you're getting a sword. You're getting a weapon. You need to learn how to use that and be equipped and be ready. We need to take hold of these promises and feed on them and drink on them and make sense of them. And that's exciting, but it's challenging. This is no light message, really, although it's the best message. It's an encouraging message that God has promises for us. But we need to train ourselves and be trained to take hold of these promises. It's, it's just spiritual health, like physical health. We need daily training, daily discipline to grow spiritually, to grow spiritually healthy. Isn't that a great goal? We set physical goals and targets for ourselves, but spiritual goals are even more important. And we need to think about this on a daily basis. Name the day. Let's daily think about how we can exercise our faith to take hold of God's promises. Of course, um, there's always great lessons in the Old Testament as to, to how this happens. Let's uh, next slide. Uh, in in uh, the time of the Exodus, when Moses, great leader, had taken the, 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 the millions of Israelites out of captivity from Pharaoh. We know the story, I'm sure. 
through the Red Sea, set free from all the captives, captivity and oppression that, that, that they'd been in. Miracles, the plagues, the destruction of Egypt, the release of the people, and into the desert they go after the Red Sea towards the promised land. And interestingly, it's the desert is called the desert of sin. <laughs> Couldn't make it up. They're in the desert of sin. They've just had these great victories. And they start to grumble. Any grumblers here? Anybody ever had a grumble this week? Something like a good grumble sometimes, isn't there? Love a good grumble. Pa, humbug. So they, so they grumbled because there was no food. They're in the desert, the desert of sin. There's no food. There's nothing to eat. There's no water to drink. And they go to Moses near and say, flip, we should go back to Egypt. At least we had something to eat there. And that's a temptation for us as we enter into the Christian life. We hear promises like this and we think, great. And then we, th we hear Paul's challenge to be holy, to be separate, to take things seriously. The challenge to deal with sin, to become separated, set apart for God. You think, oh, wow. It was all right back in the good old days. But of course, God has something better. And beautiful illustration here. And like many of the Old Testament, we, we get a physical illustration of what's coming next, of what's, what, what we can understand is coming. And here's the illustration of um, God's blessing in the physical for the Israelites. In the desert, his promise, when he heard the grumbling, he said, okay, God says, I will rain down bread from heaven for you. The people are to go out each day and gather enough for that day. In this way, I will test them and see whether they will follow my instructions. On the sixth day, they are to pray um, what they bring in, and that is to be twice as much as they gather on other days. So they didn't need to bring it out on Sunday. So you could have a rest on Sunday. You would honor the Sabbath. So six days they would... Uh, go out and gather the, the bread from heaven. Bread from heaven, like they sing in the Welsh uh, stadiums to rugby. Bread of heaven. I will rain down bread from heaven for you. We could just drink on that promise for the rest of this year, the rest of this life. God will rain down bread from heaven for us. What a wonderful promise. But what does that mean for us? What it meant for the Israelites was literally manna. This stuff came down and sure enough, it uh, appeared every day in the morning. Like um, dew on the ground. You can read about it in Exodus uh, six, uh, 16. Next slide, please, Peter. And sure enough, uh, they, they went out and gathered it. The Israelites did as they were told. Some gathered much, some little. And when they measured it by the Omer, uh, not Homer, Omer, the one who gathered much did not have too much. And the one who gathered little did not have too little. Everyone had gathered just as much as they needed. Then Moses said to them, no one is to keep any of it until morning. However, some of them paid no attention to Moses and they kept part of it until morning. But it was full of maggots and began to smell. So Moses was angry with them. It just, uh, again, a brilliant illustration of daily bread. We need our daily bread. We need God's word daily for today. 
God has set the days apart, and we need to hear God and feed from God for today. And he gives us fresh manna every day. His mercies are new every morning. So every day we need to come and get a fresh word. We need to name the day every day, name the promise, call down God's promises, read, read them. So every day we encourage you to, to pick up the, the UCB notes or whatever you do. Open your Bibles, open your hearts, pray or worship, and receive a promise from God. Like Jimmy's uh, uh, mnemonic last week, calling. Come to Jesus. Appeal. Listen to what he's saying. Lower yourselves. Imagine what he's saying to us and believing for. Nullify the doubters and then go and take hold of it. But not just every year. Every day we can do that. Spiritual discipline, spiritual exercise. I'm taking it up to the present day. Let's look at the next slide. We understand that that picture for us in the Old Testament becomes a reality for us through Jesus. And in an argument with the Pharisees, I think, or the Sadducees in another desert, um, Jesus explains when challenged, the challenge, Jesus, what sign will you give, Jesus, that we may see it and believe you? What will you do, Jesus? Our ancestors ate man in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. This was Jesus' interpretation and response to that challenge. They thought they had it so good with their bread from heaven. You thought, how could that be again? So what are you going to do, Jesus? What can you do to beat that? And here's his response. Jesus said to them, very truly, I tell you, it is not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it's my Father who gives you true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. So Jesus, so they said, always give us this bread then. Jesus said, I I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. And whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. That's the bread of heaven that Jesus rains down from heaven upon us every single day. Jesus is the fulfillment of that promise, of that picture, that every day we can feed on his word, we can feed on Jesus. Isn't that amazing? I, I just want to ask you to rejoice in that for a moment. Just Please put your hands together because Jesus is the bread of heaven, daily given out to us, poured out, raining down upon us. Jesus, his word, his promises, raining down every single day upon us. We can drink it in. We can gather them up. And we need to find these vessels to take hold of this. It's amazing. It's wonderful. Another amazing promise from Jesus. Really um, grateful for the... uh, send-off he gave Isaac last week. For those of you that don't know, Isaac, my son, um, went off to Hillsong's College in Sydney on Tuesday to study for a year, maybe three years. Yay! Um, rather than going to do engineering, continue further education, finish school in, in May, he's, he's taking this um, opportunity uh, to, to, to go and follow his heart, to become um, trained and skilled as a warrior, I believe. An army of warriors rising up. You think about what does that mean? And he's joined a hundred people or so from across the world, from USA, from Europe, into the, uh, the intake just for this year and just to one of the two colleges in Australia. People, young people all over the world being raised up to, to lead worship and to, to preach and to do church and to be leaders. 
an amazing thought. And that's just one little sign of what God is doing across the nations, rising up an army of believers. And um, we, we, we so thank you for honoring him last week, for blessing him. So many kind words, encouragement, asking us how we're doing our last um, uh, child of four leaving the house. So we're rattling around this week, Sally and I. It's been lovely, actually. <laughs> um, some news, uh, if you indulge me for a moment about this, there is some relevance, of course, to what I'm saying. But just as a family, you know, I hope we feel that he's gone out for all of us in, in some way. And um, he got through, left on Tuesday and got through and uh, all went well, arrived. And um, 36 hours or 24 hours, 36 um, with the time change, they have to make up their own bed. So the first thing he did was have to make up an Ikea bed for him to sleep in after 24 hours of traveling. One of his passions, happily, so he did that. He made up his pal's bed as well. He shares a room with uh, Mikael from Germany, uh, and he was left alone finally. Nobody else was around. He shared with four guys. The college have set up the accommodation, and a big friend arrives with eight legs. <laughs> first one out, this is his welcome. A huntsman spider. Of course, Isaac knows about spiders and thinks, uh, I didn't know I was scared of them till then. <laughs> he, he writes to us. And, uh, however, he dealt with it. I find out later it was a huntsman spider, apparently. Um, not not, not, um, not uh, poisonous, but hairy. Ugh. Anyway, so I've, I, that allowed me to call him Spider-Man uh, in my responses. Finally, he's made it. You're now Spider-Man, and um, he's facing these challenges. And then we got some more info. I just want to share a little bit more of this um, if it's all right. This is his last response from two o'clock in the morning last night. It says he ended up going to the Summer Fest, which is like a Rock Nations for 18 to 20 year olds that they put on, uh, on Cockatoo Island. And he had to take a ferry. At the clock, at the dock, uh, he met the young and free drummer who was super cool and said sick a lot. He, he's also said that when you're speaking to the guys in Young and Free, are all volunteers. Young and Free are the young sort of um, band that, that do a lot of stuff for, for Hill Songs. Uh, they're all volunteers. And in, so in between going on tour all over the world and making albums, they have real jobs and are real people. I found this amazing, Isaac says, as I assume they'd be getting some money at least. Summerfest was awesome. Robert Ferguson spoke, who was just ridiculous. Uh, he was uh, mom the man that, that, that Sally had seen on Cherish and, 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 sp and spoken about. He spoke in greatness and comparing himself to others, which is perfect, Isaac says, as he's got to go and do a singing audition in front of the class this week to start things off. So he's loving it. He's right in heaven. And it's just exciting to know that these places exist. And I believe this place, this church, what is going to pick up this mantle. It's been a place of blessing and of light to the nations, and, and we're believing for that. That's our future as well. We're not going to miss out on what God is doing, raising up an army across the nations. We're part of that, and our future is to be part of that, raising up young people, and it's happening. We see it before us, before our very eyes, and it's easy to think, oh, isn't it brilliant on the other side of the world? But open your eyes, people, here. It's happening here. You are being transformed. We are being transformed. Young people are rising up. Old people are, are, are giving wisdom and blessing. God is here with us just as much as he is in Hillsong. So, yeah, it's great to get on the other side of the world, but there's no better place than here, right here, right now, where you are, what God has called you to, right here, right now. Hallelujah. One of the things he 
told us that the, the flat Isaac's in is unfurnished, so they're having to buy fridges and freezers and, uh, well, maybe not freezers, but uh, washing machines. They've got four of them. They're going to share it out. It seems strange that the, the no bed, you know, it's unfurnished. So, but he says, it's brilliant. On Tuesdays, Tuesdays in Australia, apparently, this is true, Hannah, it's Trash Tuesday. And everybody puts out their trash or unwanted goods, furniture on the street, and you just pick it up for free. You get rid of what you don't want and people pick up. So he's out tomorrow night or Tuesday night looking for <laughs> beds and whatever. He named a day, Trash Tuesday. Trash Tuesday. And wouldn't that be a great spiritual experience? Let's call Tuesday Trash Tuesday and get rid of all our rubbish spiritually. Wouldn't that be good? Yeah, we can just confess all our sins and we can uh, deal with all that and we can be refreshed. Trash Tuesday. That's a good day, name, name for the day. All right. The point of all this is important, and, and we can't underestimate the privilege that we have as Christians to be able to read the Word of God, to receive the Holy Spirit, to understand how things are in this world today. And, and, and we know that many of us and of people around us read the news, it's, it's hard going, and it's important to understand that the hope that we have is real, that the promises that God gives us are real. And um, Hebrews 11 says, Be, faith is being sure of what you hope for, certain of what you do not see. And sometimes I find that quite a challenge. I'm just not sure what to hope for. When I encourage you to name the year, sometimes that's quite hard. We don't want to set ourselves up for a fall. Being clear of what you are hoping for is part of understanding God's call on us, on his promises to us. What is it you are hoping for today? Yesterday, just a simple illustration, Alana and Sterling had a day, um, part-time job in a shop. She was worried, hadn't been there for a while, a little bit anxious. She'd been trained, they'd been training, and, you know, she, she was just telling us, oh, I don't know if I remember everything. So I encouraged her and just said, Today's a day of success, Alana, thinking, of course, that she would, it would, she'd be encouraged to remember the training, remember what to do. It'd be okay. An hour later, she texts to, just had my biggest sale ever, 400 pounds plus one customer. I've got a text from my boss who sees the, the sale coming through saying, thanks, well done. And, you know, over the moon, and, and mom, thanks for that word, the day of success. I didn't know that's what it would mean. Little things like that. He cares about the here in our head. He cares about your colds, your sniffles, our challenges, our tiredness, our daily grind. He cares about these things, and we can come to Him daily to receive His promises and be sure of what we hope for. Um, Paul prays in Ephesians 1, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which He's called you the riches of a glorious inheritance in his holy, to his, in his holy people. May the eyes of our heart be opened to understand the hope that he has. I've got, I think we've got time, we've got a little illustration here, indulging me again slightly with my love for films. And uh, This is Spider-Man 2, okay? This is the last film Isaac watched in a few nostalgic moments before we sent him off 
We sat down and watched this together. The first film he says he's cried at, because there is a bit of... Has anybody seen Spider-Man 2, the second version? Yeah, it's good. I'm going to spoil it for you. The girlfriend dies. Shocking. It's worse than Simba's dad dying. Gwen, his girlfriend, had made a speech at the graduation about hope. And towards the end of the film, her funeral afterwards, Spider-Man throws off his costume and gives up. He's so gutted, so disappointed, heartbroken, of course, thinking that his efforts just lead to death and destruction. And, and it's a bit of a stretch, but if you can bear with me, there is something there, isn't there? That, that sometimes we just become despondent, we get discouraged. We just feel, oh, God's promises aren't for me, they're great, but I'm just not sure. My health isn't good. And, you know, all the challenges we face every day. But here's a little bit of inspiration. Here's Spider-Man reviewing and listening and thinking about the words that his lost girlfriend had spoken to get him on the go. Can you manage that? Here we go. But like our brief four years in high school, what makes life valuable is that it doesn't last forever. What makes it precious is that it ends. And I know that now more than ever. And I say it today of all days to remind us that time is luck. So don't waste it living someone else's life. Make yours count for something. Fight for what matters to you, no matter what. Because even if we fall short, what better way is there to live? It's easy to feel hopeful on a beautiful day like today. But there will be dark days ahead of us too. There will be days where you feel all alone. And that's when hope is needed most. No matter how buried it gets or how lost you feel, you must promise me that you will hold on to hope. Keep it alive. We have to be greater than what we suffer. My wish for you is to become hope. People need that. And even if we fail, what better way is there to live? As we look around here today at all of the people who helped make us who we are, I know it feels like we're saying goodbye, but we will carry a piece of each other into everything that we do next to remind us of who we are and of who we're meant to be. I've had a great four years with you. I'll miss you all very much. <laughs> Hope you got some of that. It's a beautiful moment in the film and um, encouraging and uh, be the hope is what we're talking about. I, I, I'm not wanting to um, make, make this undermine the, the depth of this call and this challenge that as Christians, we need to be the hope. So when we're encouraging you to understand God's promises, to understand what they mean for you, to daily grow in these and take hold of them, it's so that we can be the hope for those around us, for ourselves, that we can have the courage 
to deal with people in situations who are suffering, who are, who are, who are struggling, and bring the light and bring the hope. It's easy, Gwen said, to feel hopeful on a beautiful day like today. But there will be dark days ahead of us too. But this is life-changing. This is transformational. This is the kingdom of God coming into our hearts and out to the world through us, through you, and through I, through, through me. To be the hope. To get your spider suits on. It even says it in Ephesians 6, just in a slightly different way. Put on the full armor of God. I'm sure Jesus would have used Spider-Man illustration if he'd been around. It's the same thing. What does it mean for us to be spiritual superheroes? Sounds grand, but that's the power that God offers us. So next slide up. How can we do this? Jesus gives us so many encouragements of how to do this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us Today, our daily bread, Jesus' instruction on how to pray is a daily instruction. Daily we come to him. Daily we need to do it. He said to all his disciples in Luke 9, 23, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. Give us this day our daily bread. 1 Thessalonians 4.12 says, So that your daily life may win the respect of outsiders and so that you will not be dependent on anybody. Daily. We have to think daily. We have to think every day is a gift. Every day is an opportunity. Every day we have the promises of God to lead us in to be a blessing to wherever we put our feet to be hope and light to the world, to be salt. It starts to come together, doesn't it? That that's what Jesus wanted us to do. The last slide there, Peter. Hebrews 3, 23, but encourage one another daily, as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. We have come to share in Christ, if indeed we hold our original conviction firmly to the very end. As, just, as has just been said, today if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. There, has, there is a day that has been set. The last day when Jesus returns, judgment will come, as Stephen was reminding us this morning. The wrath of God poured out upon the nations, poured about on a creation, rescued through Jesus. Acts 2.46, every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. Our call is for every day, not just Sundays, not just one day, not just Christmas Day, not just Easter Day. Our hope and our opportunity is to receive God's promises every day. And we're going to move into time just to, to um, 
to do, to do just that, to, to take hold of the promises that Jesus is the bread of life, that his blood was poured out for us, that I'm going to play a song, how we're going to do this. There's a great song that we're praying um, just at the offering time then, um, Praise the Name. And it's an Easter song, and, um, and it says, on the third, there is a third day. The day was named when Jesus would rise up and offer us these promises and these hope. I just want to encourage you to, to just to take the time while this song's on to think about the promises God's been speaking to you about, to think about the, the words I hope spoken today, the encouragement today, to daily take hold of his promises and to daily receive his love and forgiveness, to daily go out in the power of his love and his mercy, to bring blessing wherever we go every day, every day. And um, we're not gonna, I'm not going to coordinate this, so just as the song's playing, as, you, as you, you feel ready, you know, it's a step of faith to come forward, whether it's to take up a promise or to, to break bread. You're all invited, every single one, to come take um, a piece of bread, sip of wine, and, and it's not wine, um, it's non-alcoholic, lovely pomegranate juice, but the principle's the same, of course. The gluten-free bread's there too. So let, let's, I, I, is that okay? Is that clear? So just, we'll play a song, come forward as you want. Just receive God's word to you now. Let's just pray together, shall we? Let's bow our heads and um, do sense God's presence with us this morning. The hope of his promises. The provision that every day we can come to him. God the Father, and every day he will rain down bread from heaven upon us. Every day we can be filled up to overflowing with his hope and his promises, with his love and mercy, with his grace and forgiveness. Every day, every day has enough troubles of its own, scriptures say. Do not worry about tomorrow. The battles we're facing, the challenges before us, God's grace is, is sufficient for us. Lord Jesus, just pray your favor and blessing on every single soul seated here today. Lift up your people today. Clothe them with your Holy Spirit, with the armor of God. Fill them with your Holy Spirit. Speak a promise. As we come to take bread and break bread, we remember your death on the cross, Lord Jesus, your body broken for us, that we might enter the promised land, your blood poured out, that we can be filled with God's love and forgiveness, that we can come into the Holy of Holies, to the very presence of God. You are the way, the truth, and the life, Lord Jesus. You are the bread of heaven poured out for us. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Come, O oh God. Come, O oh God. Come, O oh God. Every day we can hear your voice. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Come, O oh God. Come, O oh God. Just invite you.
And you so choose to come forward and take some bread and some wine. Just sit, meditate, pray. To Calvary, where Jesus bled and died for me. I see his wounds, his hands, his feet, my Savior on that cursed tree. His body drenched in tears they laid him down in Joseph's tomb the ancient seal by heavy stone Messiah's tear and all
those of you taking bread, why don't we just stand together and lift our hands, just uh, take hold of this song and these promises and just, just let's worship God together. Maybe George can come back with the band as well and pick it up after this. I see his wounds, his hands, his feet, my Savior on the cursed tree. His body bowed and drenched in tears, they laid him down in Joseph's tomb. By heavy stone, Messiah is still and all success. Today is the good day of forgiveness. Today is the day of giving. Today is the day of love. Today is the day of prayer. Today is the day of fasting. Today is the day of giving. Today is the day of salvation. 
praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Mighty God, mighty Savior, mighty Savior. Well, thank you, um, everybody, for engaging and um, believing and trusting. We'll just finish the service with uh, Hosanna. Uh, if you need to go get your kids, um, as my cast, uh, we can do that just now. But uh, God bless you. Name the day, every day. Believe in his promises for you. Take hold of them by faith. Hear God's voice every day. Trust in his goodness to you, his love for you. Believe in them and rejoice in them together. And a mighty army is being raised up by God across the nations. Believe it. Trust it. You are part of the army of God being raised up in this day. God bless you. Have a great week. Feed in his word every day. Thank you, Father. Amen and amen.